thank you so much, Steph and Jess, for coming along with Compassion today. Um, the work Compassion does is amazing, and you know it's not just in Indonesia and just in the Philippines, but across the world, really transforming families' lives. So, thank you for coming um, today. And if you, if God is putting on your heart to sponsor a child, get onto it. Let's do it. Let's sponsor them together as a church, especially with that new location going out with the other churches in our town and in the towns around us, getting together and sponsoring that one local community. I think there's something so powerful in that. So, yeah, if God's prompting you to do that, let's do it. Uh, this morning, I'm going to be continuing our story, our um, series that's titled Drills. Pastor Beck started off a few weeks ago talking about some of these spiritual disciplines that we can place into our lives to to come deeper into a relationship with God and to really reveal God's purpose for our lives and step into that. And then last week we had um, a surprise visit from Pastor David Stora. That was amazing. Um, he's um, blessed Pastor Nathan Beck so much and sown into them. And through that, he's blessed us so much and sown into us as well. So it was amazing to have him here last week. And then next week, um, Pastor Beck's going to be finishing off the series with a few more spiritual disciplines that we can put put in place in our lives to grow deeper in relationship with God. And then sandwiched in between all that, you have me. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm the guy who looks after your kids. So I have the blessing and the privilege to coordinate the youth and kids ministries here at Lyft. And we have such an amazing, talented team that I get to do that beside. And yeah, hopefully I will incorporate some of that into the message today. So let's pray. And then we'll get into the word. Yes, Lord, let's pray this morning. I just pray that you speak to us through the message today, Lord. I pray that whatever you're prompting us to do, Lord, that we will step out and we will do it today, Lord. And yeah, I pray that this message touches someone's heart today and really, really blesses someone today. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So the title of my message this morning is Start Walking. And I want to tell, take you guys to my favorite story in the Bible. This is one of the miracles of Jesus, and it's one of those ones that every single time I go into it, I learn something new from it. And the first time Pastor Nathan Beck gave me the opportunity to preach back when I was 14 or 15 as part of a, you guys remember that? Way back, as part of like a Young Guns Night at Youth. I think I got five minutes in, and then I was done. The so five minutes done. This was, the, this was actually the story, the miracle of Jesus that I talked from. And seven years later, I'm still learning stuff from it every time I open my Bible and read it. So it's that story about Peter and Jesus when they walk on the water. And the story starts with Jesus finding out that his cousin had just been beheaded. Um, and that would take a toll on anyone. So he goes out and he gets a boat and he takes a boat out on the water to just spend some alone time and sort of wrap his head around it all. And he was starting to become pretty well known in that um, town. And so people heard that he'd gone out on the water. And what happened is that they started walking away from the town down to the river and down to the, the sea. And they could see his boat out there and they just walked alongside, walked alongside waiting for him to come back in because they wanted to hear him teach once he got back to shore. And... I assume that they probably didn't know everything that was going on for him. So they were sort of just like, okay, waiting for him to come back in, let's go. He didn't come back in until quite later on in the evening. And it was getting quite late. They had walked pretty far away from town because he had been out there for quite a while. So by the time he came in, it was too late for them to go back to town. And they were going to go hungry if they stayed out here. 
So Jesus did this pretty amazing thing. He got like some like fish fingers and some like breadsticks and he multiplies it. He, there's this like miraculous multiplication and from that small little bit of food, he feeds 5,000 people. And that's amazing. That's another, um, another miracle in the Bible and that's another story for another day. But after all that, I could imagine that you'd be pretty tired, right? So what happens is the next day they're supposed to go across the other side and do some teaching on the other side of the lake. But what Jesus does is that he tells his disciples, go ahead of me, I'll make my own way over, and I'll see you guys in the morning. And so he goes up to this mountain to pray, and that's where we're going to pick up in the Bible today. In Matthew chapter 14, verses 23 to 33, it says this, After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And Peter got caught down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And those who were in the boat, they worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now, this is an amazing miracle. I've never seen anyone walk on water before. I don't know about you, but it's not something that happens every day. I'm pretty sure this is the only recorded, recorded time of it happening. And a lot of the time when we look at this passage, we look at, oh, okay, Peter didn't have enough faith. Peter started stumbling and, yeah, then Jesus said, you have little faith. Oh, no, okay, let's have more faith than Peter. But I want to focus on saying else this morning. I want to look at some of the different mindsets in that story, the different people in the story and the mindsets they had. So we had the disciples and now they'd been following Jesus since the start of his ministry. They had been, um, he'd called them and they'd followed him and they'd been sitting under this teaching and this would be the best biblical teaching you could ever sit under. So they're sitting under this, they're learning from him and they're really getting to know him, seeing him do all these miracles. But in the boat that night, they were all in the boat that night. They're all followers of Jesus, yet it was only Peter who stepped out of the boat when Jesus told him to come. And now, if I was Peter, for one thing, I probably would have like run to the other side of the boat as soon as I saw that I thought there would be a ghost. I'd be like, no, ghost, see you later, I'm out, running to the other side of the boat. I wouldn't have stayed there. I wouldn't have tried calling out to him. I would have just ran. But he didn't. He, he called out, and once he heard from Jesus, he stepped out of this safe place. He stepped out of the place that he was used to, because he was a fisherman. He was used to this boat. He was used, this is where he was comfy, but he stepped out and, and followed. And yeah, he had this little bit of faith, but that little bit of faith was all he needed to walk in the water. So this morning, I'm going to get um, Dylan Aiden to help me out with a little illustration. I want you guys to show me something, and I want to show you guys something. So they're just going to get some stuff out. Now, uh, could I please get one volunteer. One volunteer. Come on, Sandy. 
Come on up. So you've got the easy job. I'm going to get more volunteers, but you've got the easier job. So what's going to happen is they're going to bring out some stuff, and you basically have to put some balloons underneath the table. It's nice and easy. Okay, so we're going to get that done. And then I do need three more volunteers. Three more volunteers. <laughs> Ethan, come on up. All right, come on up. Let's go. There you go, three people. Lovely. Look at that. Awesome. You guys have no idea what you've volunteered yourself for. Just letting you know. Awesome. So what's going to happen is they're going to they're get this table set up. They're going to put the table upside down. Then with the balloons, we're going to put the balloons underneath the table. So could you guys all help putting the balloons underneath the table? The guys are going to lift it up for you. Let's go. Yep, everyone just need to get all the balloons underneath the table. Now, once we've done this, what's going to happen is I'm going to ask one of you guys to step on the table, to stand on the table. And what's going to happen is we're going to see if these balloons hold you. Now, tested it out during the week and it worked. But when we were blowing up these balloons this morning, a few of them did pop while we were blowing them up. So not really sure what's going to happen. We'll see how it goes. So if you guys want to let go of the table a little bit so it's leaning on the balloons, and just make sure every little bit of the table is filled with balloons because you will be standing on this. <laughs> awesome. So put your hand up if you think that the table's going to hold them. Okay, about 50-50. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. You guys are putting a lot of faith in balloons right now. You guys do realize they're just like plastic. And they've been like stretched out as well, so they're like weak plastic now. And we're gonna, Wendy, is it okay if we put your son on the table? Is that okay, Ernie? Is that okay? Yep, son consent form and everything. <laughs> Done. Look at that verbal consent. Love it. How do you feel about your parents risking your life right now and being okay with it? You good? You good? Okay. So what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get Ethan to step up first. So make sure you put one foot on either side because this table does fold in half. So keep your feet on the outside. And he's on. And the balloons are holding. Awesome. Who thinks we can fit a second person on there? A few less people. So are you okay to get on with your heels? There's only one way to find out. So what's going to happen is as you get on that side, Ethan's going to move over here because we need to keep it balanced, okay? So you're going to put one foot on either side of the legs, Ethan, okay? Are you ready? Go for it. <laughs> there's two people on there and the balloons are holding. Oh, there's a lot of spaces with no balloons, just letting you guys know. But don't think about that. Don't think about that. Could I please get you to put one foot on either side, just so it's a bit more balanced out across the balloons? Awesome. Now what's going to happen is we're going to get one more person up there. <laughs> Do we have any other volunteers? Tina, come on. Surely, surely. <laughs> yes, come on up. Okay, so you're going to step in the middle. One foot on either side, and we're going to see what happens. There we go. We've got three people on the table, 
and it is still holding. Okay, can you guys just stay up there for a minute? I'm just going to talk for a minute, and you're just going to chill with the balloons holding you up. Yeah? You're good. Awesome. Now, this is a pretty amazing picture of faith, I think. Because it would have been pretty, like, you guys saw how Ethan got up there, right? He was like, he put one foot up, and then he was like, his brain was like, I don't know how this is working. I don't want to do this. It took him so long to get his other foot up. But then he eventually got there, right? And then the second person, we got up there, and it's good. And the third person, you guys were all like, yeah, let's get the third person up. And I think to put one more person up there, I don't think that would be that much of a struggle, to be honest. We already know that the balloons hold three people. I think you could probably hold a four. But in saying that, <laughs> we need to do risk assessments now, and I think putting a first person on there may be a H&S issue. So, these are balloons. Eventually, they would pop. Eventually, we would get to a number of people, and they would pop. I have done this before and fitted seven people on there, but I'm not going to do that this morning <laughs> because most of them were kids. So, <laughs> it's a bit different. So what's going to happen is I'm going to get you guys to hop off slowly. So I'm going to get you to hop off one at a time. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Loving the communication here. Team building games. It's amazing. Awesome. Now we're going to get this table out of the way. Okay, you guys can grab your seats. So let's, let's give them another round of applause. They deserve it. They deserve it. And now nah, I, I can deal with the balloons. That's okay. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to preach, like, amongst balloons. It's, like, my dream. Awesome. So this picture, I did do that because it's a bit of fun, but I also did it because it's this amazing picture of faith that as we first come into a relationship with God, to put faith in him is hard. To take that first step and to the first person to get up onto that would have been hard. But then as we put faith in him, Longer and longer, it, it gets easier, but not in, the, not in the way of you have to put less faith in him because we were putting more people on that table. But it gets easier as in that little, next little step, that next little step in the growth of your faith gets easier and easier as you go on. And God doesn't have the same limits those balloons have. God created balloons. So <laughs> I think he has a bit of an upper hand on them, and that's exactly what it was like for Peter. As he took that first step out of the boat, yes, he eventually stumbled, but he put his faith in Jesus and he took those few steps. And when he did stumble, he didn't have to step out of the boat. At the end of the day, you see that he just lifted him up and they walked back to the boat together. And in my life, actually, just before I go into that, Peter, he took those few steps and he stumbled, got back into the boat. But he had put that faith in Jesus. And throughout the New Testament, we can see Peter doing amazing things for God, building his kingdom, going out, preaching God's word, and doing, doing these amazing miracles in God's name. So as he took that first little step of faith, it didn't end there. It kept going, and he was doing bigger and better things for the kingdom. And in my life, I can see a parallel in this story. And I don't think I relate to Peter. The parallel I see is with the other disciples in the boat. 
They're happy to sit there. They're happy to learn from Jesus. They're happy to grow in this relationship to Jesus. But as soon as it comes to actually doing something, as soon as it comes to stepping out, that's too bold. That's not me. That's that other guy's job. That's Peter's job. He steps out. The rest of us stay in the boat. But I identify with that. But I don't want to stay in that place. For me, I want to become Peter. And for example, we have our upper room tonight. And this is my favorite upper room of the year. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but it is my favorite. That's okay. Yep, sure. Because what's happening tonight is we're all going to be praying over each other. And we're all going to be getting a word for the next year. And so this will, be, this will be the fourth time I've been to one of these nights. So it started back in 2016, praying into 2017 and getting a word for it. And each and every year, I've got this amazing word from God for the next 12 months. And I'm like, yes, okay, pumped up, let's go. God's got these plans for me, for my life, for what I'm going to be doing, let's go. But then sometimes I can get to the end of the year. Be like, okay, God. So remember this word you gave me at the start of the year? We're now over here. We're now coming to the end. We're now nearly coming into a new year. I haven't seen you come through. I haven't seen what you promised me at the start of the year. I haven't seen that happen in my life. But then I realize when I'm looking at, at this story, in the light of the story of Peter, that yes, I got a word. Yes, I called out to God. I received a word from him. I got halfway there, but then I didn't take that step out of the boat. I didn't put into action the stuff that God had told me to do throughout that year. And this word, I'm starting to realize, has so much power. It's like a waypoint. And if you know anything about like orienteering, a waypoint is this place that you're trying to get to. So you get these coordinates or something, and you get a map, you get a compass, and basically they tell you, get to this waypoint. If I'm trying to get to this waypoint that's over there, and I start off with my compass facing this way, it's not going to work too well. If I'm trying to get a waypoint over there, I've got my compass, I've got everything lined up, but I don't take a step towards it, I'm never going to get to that waypoint. And it's sort of like this word. This word is a waypoint, something that God has called into my life. It's called, this is my purpose, this is what they're all lining up to. But if I don't line up the plans that I have, if I don't line up the choices I make to that waypoint, then... I'm not going to be moving in that direction. I'm going to be moving in some other direction that God hasn't called me to. He wants me to move in that direction. He wants every single one of us to move in that direction. But he isn't going to make us start walking in that direction. He's going to wait for us. He's going to support us. He's going to walk alongside us. But he's going to wait for us to take those first steps and move in that direction. As we do start work, walking him, God will start to move and he does these miraculous things and he transforms our lives, not just in us, but through us, he transforms other people's lives. If we, if we obey him and this obedience and we line up our lives to him and start walking in that direction, there's this transformation that happens. And I don't know about you, but that can sound a bit overwhelming. A bit of like, okay, this is too much responsibility for me. I can't do it. It's someone else's job. But your faith is like a muscle, and the more you use it, when you go to the gym, when you first go to the gym, you may, not, you may only be able to pick up that two-kilo weight, and you're lifting it, and after, like, three, you're, like, done. <laughs> and then a few months later, you pick up that two-kilo weight, you can be doing reps for hours, and you won't feel it. 
as you go through, as you stretch that muscle, as you use it more and more, it gets easier and you can move on to higher and higher weights. You can move on to more and more challenging weights. The things that God puts on your life become bigger and bigger, more amazing, more transformative in your life. And these steps, we may take one or two steps and we may stumble, but Peter stumbled, but God got him back up. Jesus got him back up. He kept walking. He walked back to the boat. He didn't swim back to that boat. And there are going to be times that we stumble. When we're walking the plans of God, it's not going to be all flowers and yay, rainbows, let's go. There's going to be like things in the way. There are going to be challenges that are going to come up. Our lives are going to get harder. But we just need to be taking those one or two steps towards God, towards his purposes for our lives, towards that word. It's not running towards it. It's not sprinting towards it. It's just taking it one step at a time. And those steps can look super practical. These drills that Pastor Beck talked about a few weeks ago about the journaling and the teachability, and she's going to go through a few more next week. These drills, they're amazing. They are the perfect way to put disciplines in our lives to help us take those steps, to help us take those, those small steps. For example, she talked about journaling last week, reading our Bibles. That may seem like a hard step at first. Reading our Bibles for five minutes in the morning. I could be having breakfast for five minutes longer in that morning. Why would I spend it reading my Bible? But as we go and as we take those steps, as we put our faith in God, as we put our time aside to walk in God's plans for us, that five minutes of Bible reading can turn into five minutes of Bible reading and five minutes of worship, can turn into 10 minutes of Bible reading, can turn into on your way to work, listening to a podcast, and this grows and grows and as we do take these steps, it gets easier and easier to put more faith in God. And this obedience in God, yes, we've got this waypoint. Yes, we've got that word that he's given us. But it's so much bigger than that. It's a purpose. It's this purpose that God has for our lives. It's this plans that God has for our lives. As we obey him, as we walk in that direction, he's gonna, they're, they're going to be exposed in our life. They're going to be brought to the light. We're going to... Yeah, God's going to reveal these things to us that we never would have thought of. That I can tell you right now, the plans that you have for your future, that God's are so much bigger than that. You can't even imagine what he has planned for you in the future. And this obedience is in God. This is where that shift happens, that you move from being that disciple in the boat to being that person walking in water, that person who's bold enough to step out, person that's bold enough to step out towards Jesus, to come into deeper relationship with him and to walk out those plans and those purposes he has for you. So as the um, band comes up this morning, I really just want to encourage you. We have our upper room tonight. And I do understand that you've been to church this morning. You've got the family out. You've got in the car. you got to church. Why would I want to go again? But can I just tell you, you will not regret coming tonight. Uh, tonight is going to be the start of something amazing and transformative and massive in your life. So if you do have the chance, if you don't have transport there, come talk to us. We can organize that. We want you there. We want you in the room tonight to get a word from God and set yourself up in, this, in that way. And I also want to challenge you with these, um, with these spiritual disciplines that we've been talking about and these drills and... I really want to encourage you, maybe not all of them at once, but choose one or two to start off with. Eventually, you want to get to a place that you're doing all of them and all that sort of stuff, but 
don't overwhelm yourself. Start off with one or two. Stepping out in faith, just that little bit. Growing deeper in your relationship with God. I truly want to challenge you. Pick one or two spiritual disciplines from the last few weeks or from next week and be intentional about putting that into play in your life. And it can start off being like, it's not going to have an impact on my life. Why should I do it? Five minutes of Bible reading, why, that's not going to impact my life. It's just a waste of time. I'm reading some book. But as you keep walking, as you put this trust and this faith in the God, as you do it more and more, I can guarantee that your life is going to be transformed. There's one more group in that story. That's the group that weren't in the boat yet. So that group had heard about Jesus. That group might have been sort of like, okay, yeah, we'll come check him out. We'll see what's happening. We'll get a free feed. Let's go. But they weren't in relationship with him yet. They didn't really know him yet. They, he wasn't able to sow into their lives yet. And I think today, if any of those people had an opportunity to get into that boat, they would have. And this morning, I don't want to finish off without giving people the opportunity to get into that boat. The opportunity to come into a relationship with Jesus and that you may have been standing on the outside looking out and really being like, who is this guy? Okay, yeah, these guys love him, but why should I? I just want to tell you today that your life will be transformed, that this relationship is the most important relationship that you will ever have. And how you can do that, it's so simple, yet it's so life-changing. And what I'm going to do is I want to lead you in a prayer. Everyone's going to close their eyes and bow their heads. And this prayer is just going to be saying, Jesus, I want to be in the boat with you. And I want to be in this relationship with you. See, I'm just going to pray now. And you can repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Thank you for giving me life and loving me. I ask you to come into my heart to cleanse me of my sins and teach me your ways. I want to live for you in your name. Amen. Awesome. So if that's the first time that you prayed that prayer, firstly, that's amazing. Your life is going to change. Your life is going to be different from this day forward. If you start walking in a relationship with God, your life is going to be transformed. But secondly, we don't want you to leave here today. We don't want to send you home today and just be like, yep, you'll figure it out. We want to give you tools. And on the screen, there's this number. And if you text life to that number, you'll get 30 days of text, just a text a day, just encouraging you in your journey and also giving you the tools and the skills to to really do this well, to really step into that relationship with Jesus well, to not just forget about it, but grow deeper and deeper in relationship and on this journey each and every day. So, yeah, if this is the first time you pray that prayer, I do encourage you to text that number on the screen, text LIFE, and, yeah, we'll get those texts out to you. And it's a perfect way to start off that relationship. Now, we're going to close this morning. That's all I have. And I'm just going to pray a blessing over you all, but stay around. There's tea, there's coffee, there's amazing food out there. Stay around, talk to someone, meet someone new, someone you don't really talk too much. And there's a compassion stand as well. So 
head out there. If God's been calling, if God's been putting on your heart to sponsor a child today, get out there, sponsor a new child. It's going to be amazing. Um, let, let, yeah, let, let's start this off well. Let's get into this new community in the Philippines well. And let, let's yeah, sow into their community as much as we can. And we're also going to open up this front area here. Going to get rid of all the balloons and going to open it up. So if you do need prayer for anything, there's people here that are waiting to pray for you, waiting to stand here with you in prayer. So yeah, I'm just going to pray a blessing and then we can head out. Yes, Lord, I pray for everyone here today, Lord. I, I thank you for them, Lord. And I, I, pray that, I pray that you bless us as we go out into our week, Lord. I pray that... That what happened this morning, Lord, that this doesn't just stop here, Lord, that these things are things that we can put in place in our life, each and every day of our life, Lord. And I pray that we just grow deeper in relationship with you, Lord, through this and that we learn to walk alongside you. We learn to take these steps. And I pray that as we stumble, Lord, that you pick us back up, Lord. All these things I pray in your name. Amen. Awesome. Worship band's just going to pray and play if you need prayer, just come on up and we'll be able to pray for you. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. Follow us on Instagram at The Live Church or on Facebook at Live Church Perth. That will give you all the up-to-date information about what's happening in the life of our church. Thanks again for listening. God bless.